Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And this welcome to episode 105, where we make cider with our bare feet. That's right. You've heard of crushing grapes. We're stomping <laughs> apples over here. Yep. Just going to take these, these feet off, athletes' feet and all, and just get right in there and mush it all together. Alcohol wipes all that stuff out, right? I think so. I think that's, I think that's why it's okay. Um, I also just want to say this is where I think Corona came from. I mean, the NFL CBA came from. So <laughs> <laughs> we're in a we're in a state of perpetual Rona because of well, feet. I hear if you find a, a if you find a toenail in your court, you get a free you get a free another gallon. Oh, cider. it's like so a whole one on the 18th. So it's, okay. it's good luck. Yeah, mm. yep. But if you if you find a toenail in your apple cider donut. You get shit. You get nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. bad. <laughs> that's bad. So this is an un this is an uneducated question. But did they used to stop apples? Is that like a thing? I have no, no idea. I think that even, <laughs> even in, in the, the old days, days, the apples were too hard to stomp on. You had to use a like a like a press where you kind of uh, twist it and it and it well, you know screws in and mm, squishes down. What if you got really mushy apples though? You could do that, but those are that. That's past their cider endpoint. You can make bad cider. I don't know. I'm making that up. If you could smush an <laughs> apple and a grape with your feet, I would assume anybody has tried it at some point. There was a certain point in time where they didn't know how to make the woody turny thing, and they had to find some way to crush them. Hmm. Yep. That's. Let's ask the Native Americans how they made their cider back pre-Columbus. Maybe they'll... Actually, I don't know. Are apples... I think apples are probably from... Apples are from Europe and brought to America. Are you sure about that? Around. Never mind. Well, yeah, because think about Isaac Newton and Adam and Eve, both famously in, you know, not America. <laughs> True. Do they have different apples in Europe? I don't know. This is, we are not biologists no, on this No, we don't claim to be, but we do know a lot about fruits. As we said, we know we do fruits. know fruits. Listen, we do know keeping, fruits. This, keeping this fruit podcast going. This week... We're dedicating a whole episode to fruits, fermented fruits, specifically mm-hmm. apples, specifically their yeah. cider. As uh, it's that time of the year, the leaves are changing, at least here in Montana. Um, you know, the nights are cooling off. The apples are ready to be harvested before the bears come <laughs> and eat them all. You got to get them off the trees. The, the apples <laughs> so, attract bears? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just reading an article in the newspaper saying that uh, the local food bank is getting collecting volunteers to harvest apples to give to people so the bears don't come into the valley mm. and, eat them all. and apparently there was a bear sighting around here like when i say around here i mean like the trail i walk my dog on every morning that's a quarter mile from my <laughs> house uh this week so they're hungry they're getting ready to hibernate looking for the apples i didn't know they liked apples looking for the apples oh yeah any fruits they're like Utah. They go every single fruit. They're a fan. <laughs> well, there we go. Me and bears finally have another yeah. thing in common. I'm hairy like a bear. That's I'm right. I'm big like a bear. I like apples like a bear. I like fruit like a bear. There you, you go. could be a bear. I think you'd Ma- be a Maybe I bear. should just roar the entire episode. Just no longer talk. Just go roar. Now I'm, I'm really not sure yeah. now if Tud is a human or a bear. It's a good thing you're married, Tud, because otherwise you could put that on your dating profile. <laughs> That you're a, am a bear. That, uh, <laughs> might I might get a different different level of response than what I was looking for? Yeah. <laughs> like like lady bears. Yes, yes, exactly. Sure. Like mama grizzlies. Yeah, looking for exactly. my goldilocks. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So to kick this off, we got a little sound clip for you. Uh oh. You know, most people don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but I do. Now here's a little trick to help you remember. If it's clear and yellow. You've got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Now, there's two exceptions, and it gets oh. kind of Todd, thank you for that very informative soundbite about mm-hmm. cider. I, um, to kick off our cider week, our inaugural cider week, maybe? Who knows? First um, annual in the second year of the first podcast. Annual. Third year this of the podcast. This, is our, year this of would podcast. be our third. Uh, Th- third yeah. year of the podcast. First annual Apple, Apple week starts now. That's right. Do, 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 do. Ooh, cue that Apple Week sound. <laughs> <laughs> that Apple Week music. But I have on on here. I found five how-to tips for properly tasting hard cider. Step one: open um, can. Step two: put can to mouth. Step three: drink can. Step four: swallow. Step five: repeat. 
I was gonna say you you only got three steps, but uh, you got you got five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we know a lot about reviewing beer and how to do it, so we'll see how this list compares to uh, how to taste beer. Maybe we'll find some some fun differences. Maybe we'll find out that it's actually very similar. <laughs> <laughs> so step one is don't drink ice cold cider. Extreme cold masks flavor and aromatics, especially in ciders fermented from traditional tannic apples. Let ciders open up as you would with a nice white wine. Removing them from the fridge or ice chest, setting them out for five minutes at room temperature will do the trick. The sweet spot for enjoying craft cider is 50 to 55 degrees. I've already got a question. We're in step one. I'm ready to ask it. Do I let, because you said like wine, so that means I should open the cider first and let it aerate or no? Um, Wolf, I think we'll get to that more in step two, but I think step one is just about the temperature. Okay. Yeah. But they even say here that for drier tannic ciders, they like them even closer to room temperature. So you really, Mm. sounds like you can't can't go too wrong as long as, I mean, we even like, I like hot apple cider. So, you know. Hot apple cider is amazing. The whole spectrum. Just don't, just don't, not ice cold. Okay, guys. Uh, (laughs) Step two is use the right glassware. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I have, I'm drinking mine out of a stemless champagne glass here because it says, do yourself a favor and don't drink cider straight out of the bottle. If you want to fully experience all the cider has to offer, pour it into a glass. Fluted glasses provide the best vehicle for performing an organoleptic assessment. See number four below. Pilsner, fluted champagne, tulip, and bona fide cider glasses are the best choices as they accentuate the bubbles in an effervescent cider and enhance the aromatics. So just like beer, if you want to taste, if you want to really taste all your flavors in the cider, Get it out of the get it out of the can or the bottle. And get it into a well, glass. Well, now I'm kind of curious what a cider glass is. I think it looks a lot like a tulip glass. Would be my guess. You're making me want to go go get a new glass. I I think that it's this. <laughs> huh? That looks a lot like the like uh, I had an IPA glass like that. It looks like the Sam Adams kind of signature where it's narrow at the bottom, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of curves. Yeah, it's... and then it opens up into a bulb at the top. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you could kind of use a I guess a tulip glass would kind of work. Yeah. Well, this is the glass um, I'm rolling with this week, boys. Oh, there we go. That'll work. I think you guys both have pretty good glasses for it. But um, step three, I thought this one was the most interesting thing on this list, is when tasting a flight of ciders, do so in the right order. Which, I mean, I don't know. I, the cider that I have on tonight um, is from Western Cider. And I went there and I did a flight. And I definitely didn't do it in the right way. It says here that there's these are kind of the the order in which you want to go with. Okay. So you want to do step step one, cider fermented from apples only. So that's just like your plain, your regular cider. Two, spiders with spices or botanicals, hops, fur tips, lavender, etc. Next on the list would be barrel-aged ciders. Kind of makes sense. You can see that being a little bit of a bolder mm, flavor. Okay. Four is your fruit ciders. Interesting. Um, you know, if you have a pear, berries, apricot, whatever. Now, is it is it um, every cider a fruit cider? Well, I think they mean it if you're if it's a blend of juice of other fruits and apple. It's kind of what they're saying that you're going to get. It's going to be a more. I think that as this list goes down, we're getting to more and more further and further away, more intense flavors than your base cider. Okay. Because the last on the list is ice ciders and pomiu which is cider blended with apple brandy. So ice ciders are like the super alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know, where they freeze the water Like out an ice it. wine. Um, yeah, yep. same idea. Um, and they, yeah, they say for sweetness, start with semi-dry and then go to sweet. So that kind of makes sense. It's like when we're tasting beers, you start with your lagers, you start with your pilsners before you move on to your triple IPAs and your barrel-aged stouts, <laughs> right? Yeah, I always have a hard time with that one. Back in the before times when we could go to Brewfest, I, you know, nobody wants to start their day with the the loggers and the pills. No, you skip right over that step. But, uh, right, you right. Go, you go right over this. You go to the ones that are going to punch your tongue. Yep. Just destroy right beer for the rest of the afternoon. Um, so step four is a um, Rick and, and Peter straight out of there. Rick and Tom? <laughs> Rick and Tom, oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Out of their, their book, it says, learn and use organoleptic terminology which is all of those fancy words to describe the aroma flavor body and finish 105 episodes of doing that we still are we're still working yep. at it i think um 
But, uh, you know, that's kind of, I think that's kind of a cheating one. Where it's like, use good words to describe the flavors. You're right, drinking. right. It tastes fruity. And the last one, yeah, the last one on the list is pair your ciders with food, which is another one that, you know, we talk about with beer sometimes. What would this pair well with? And sometimes different foods can bring out different flavors in your ciders. Right, 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 right. Well, I, f- I feel like um, I'm not going to get all five tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, yeah. Well, but, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, it is cider season. If you're going to a cider place, cidery. Cidery. We'll go with that. Cider. Yeah. Yeah. Follow, especially follow that tip of the, the flight of, of ciders. Yeah. Know where to that's start. A, that's right a big on one. I probably would have. I wouldn't have thought that. I don't know. I mean, I guess the sweet ones later make sense or high alcoholic. But mm-hmm. I figured like barrel yeah. age, stuff like that would have been later on the list too. I don't know. Interesting. And uh, we'll post this to the show notes, but this is from ciderculture.com. So, That's cool. Um, yeah. Those of you who are looking for a quick reference on how to taste your ciders. Mm. So I don't know about you guys, but in Connecticut, there seems to be a significant amount of cideries now. Like we have like more than one and more than two and more than three. Like, <laughs> like. Are you saying these are all new that opened up within the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be, I mean, obviously up in the Northeast, you know, we cider is a thing because, you know, apples are a, a big thing in the northeast but right with the ciders and with the apples comes the cidery um i can think of about four different cideries off the top of my head that are in connecticut that are that actually do a pretty pretty good business um but it's just cool i mean it's a year-round thing so you can stop by you can you know get cider if you want it in july you get it in july you want it in may get it in may you want it now go get it now um but it's just it's just cool to see like you know there's a there's another brewery that's kind of growing out of the you know out of just the area so i don't know if you guys have a lot of those out where you guys live but i've just noticed a, a trend in connecticut where yeah we have we have some pretty good cideries now yeah there's quite a few around here um I'll, I'll focus on just one tonight but um i think the whole craft beverage industry is really popping off and montana we got some good orchards so uh apples is one thing we can grow pretty well up here in the northwest so there's a few um I, I went to a local one that sadly is not going to make it on tonight, but uh, I think they're still they're still working on their recipe. It was a little bit too fruity for my taste and not enough of that core apple cider flavor. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like brewery, winery, whatever, distillery, a fun place to go, hang out, get drunk. Yeah, and for those of, for those of you listeners who, for whatever reason, listen to a beer podcast but are uh, gluten intolerant, cider is the perfect way to... Ciders and seltzers, so, you know, and other hard alcohols, obviously. But cider is a perfect way to, you know, get around your gluten intolerance and still have a, a craft-brewed beverage. That's right. That's right. That and semolina pasta. Semolina <laughs> pasta. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So should I kick us off with a, a review here? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'll go first now that we've learned how to mm-hmm. effectively taste this. I um, This, like I mentioned, is from Western Cider, and this is their ranch hand um has a picture of a horse it's a pretty cool can horse um, i've actually been to this cidery about a year ago it's in missoula it's in an old stable basically and you can kind of see where they converted the horse stalls or bays or whatever you call them into what it is now it's right you know downtown missoula very cool spot they have some really good ciders there but the ranch hand, I think, is one of their most popular. Um, you know, unlike what Ned Flanders would tell you, this is not tangy and brown. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, it's very not brown. This is a, a filtered cider. It looks it looks like a white wine, but it's right. Carby. Yeah, you know, we got some good some good bubbles. Do you think it's the horse apples but, they used? Uh, <laughs> maybe that could be it. Yeah, I do um, want to find a crab apple cider one day. Well, you know, I have I have a list of cider facts that we could get into. Ooh. One of them we've already hit on the gluten freeness of apple cider. But another one, a compliment for a cider apple is it's called it's called a spitter. Because the apples you use for cider, sometimes they're they're so bitter that and like they don't they don't taste good to eat, but they're make really good ciders. Mm, so like crab apple. So yeah. <laughs> you, you weren't too far off there. I'm just nailing these facts out of the ballpark. You are, you really are. What other apple facts um, do I know? Yeah. So this is so from their website it says here that this is made with two yeasts mimicking wild fermentation. The cider is full-bodied with notes of cherry almond, 
pastry dough and golden raisin. Um, those are all very fancy flavors, I think. I've never tasted, I can't think I tasted anything other than pastry dough that I would say reminds me of pastry dough. But, um, <laughs> you know, let's go for it. All right. Now, unfortunately, listeners, I don't have any cider drops. So we're not going to do the beer drops this week. I know you guys are all disappointed. But um, can't can't do a beer drop when we're drinking ciders. No, can't but do we, it. Chris and I could sing a song it's about apples. Cider 30. It's cider I'm thirsty. 30. And I'm thirsty. So, yeah, digging into this, it's like they said in their website, you get a really good blend of that wild wild yeast strains. Um, it does evoke those more yeasty flavors than you're used to with a commercial cider, I would say. It's very much dry. Um, not not super dry, but this is not um, not a sweet cider at all. This is something that, and the, I, I like it. I like how dry it is because I can have two or three of them in a night. Whereas you know, and there, it comes in a twelve ounce can. Versus you know the really sweet ciders, I can't have too much. But again, those are. I feel like those sweeter ciders are better warmer, like um, hot cider, you know, or a mold cider. So it's dry. Mm-hmm. So it's not dry, but it's not wet. It's like a happy medium. It's dry, but they make ciders that are like, if you go and you look for really dry ciders, you'll find some that are drier than this. Okay. But if you're not into craft cider, and um, yeah, this reminds me of one of the drier varieties of Angry Orchard, because I know they have a few different ones and they have a few that are, you know, mixed in with different fruits. But this is like a drier Angry Orchard that maybe some of our listeners might have had. Fun fact, Angry Orchard, my least favorite of the of the ciders that I've had. Really? Yeah, yeah. not a fan. It's, it's way too sweet um, for the most part. I mean, most of their blends are, are too sweet, and it's just it just tastes, I guess once you've gone, I guess kind of like craft beer, but it, I guess craft beer is a little bit more fuzzy. Once you've gone craft cider, you can't really go back to like mass-produced cider, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah, and I think... I think maybe I the comparison I think I was might have been stretching a little bit because it is I was trying to think of something that maybe everybody has had because um, mm. this isn't super sweet maybe I'm misremembering how Angry Orchard is but this is much more on the drier side than that um, so overall on a scale of zero to five rare zero is red delicious and five is a pink lady <laughs> on the cider scale this is gonna get probably a four from me okay um, you know if I'm rating it on Untapped this would probably get more like a three and a half because, you know, we've talked a little bit last week or two weeks ago about how non-beers kind of get docked a little right. bit on the untapped platform. Right. Uh, you know, however you think about that, you know, that's that's up to you. I think everybody's untapped ratings are their own, but on untapped, it's going to get three and a half from me, but on the cider scale, this is a four. Nice. Okay. So, I mean, even though it is a cider, it is available to rate on untapped. So oh, nice. what do you think out of 173 check-ins? That's it. Not many. Oh, not that many. What do you think it averages? I think this comes in pretty low, even though it's delicious. I'm going to say it's a 3.68. Not not too bad. Uh, you were pretty close, actually. 3.75. Yeah. Okay. Formidable. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's good. Even though I rated it lower, I think it deserves that 3.75. <laughs> yeah, you said you were on the fence. You were like... You were... You were a three I was, point I was. six seven five. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the future untapped yeah. where you can right. do. Oh yeah. Well, I still have more of the six pack in the fridge that I'll be busting out as they, this episode nice. goes on. So that's that's a re- review of it right there. That's actually more. that's actually the perfect review that you could provide a, a cider. Is is it good enough to go back and have another one? Yeah, and it's it like, is. Are you upset you have five more in the fridge? No. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, 6.5% alcohol. One real quick. Nice. Yeah. Six and a half percent. Solid, solid weight, but not overwhelming like you might get with the Clyde's mm. hard cider. Um, okay. So who's ready? I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to party. All right. It's quarter after cider. And Chris is parched. <laughs> I am parched. Yes. I just want to piggyback on the Angry Orchard thing. Um, there was... The, they have like Angry Orchard cinnamon or something like that. It's like, I don't know if it's a seasonal thing or if it was year round or something. Um, but there was one night 
where I was hanging out with some folks and they were putting like shots of fireball in each one they were having because it was oh. already cinnamon. And uh, yikes, uh, it was bad. It was bad. Yikes, <laughs> it was bad time. <laughs> it was a bad time for everyone involved. So, um, yeah, because it's, I mean, you can't taste it, it tastes exactly the same. But, anyways, there's my angry orchard fact. I got, I got drunk <laughs> off angry, angry orchard before. Uh, <laughs> So I think we're doing like I don't and I don't know I don't know what Tud has I think we're doing like a craft sandwich almost because I know mine is a little bit more mainstream than like your normal ciders but uh, you know Bud Light Apple not, uh, yeah I have a Gala <laughs> Apple um, I uh, but this is a little bit more mainstream I know I've seen it I used, you can get it I I don't think you can get it everywhere but you can get it a lot of places and I have uh, a cider from Austin East Ciders great cidery. Great cidery. I've, I mean, I've not, I've had a lot of their offerings. Never been disappointed, but I haven't had this one. Um, it is their blood orange cider. So, Ooh, yeah, I've never seen that before. So I don't think I've seen that one. I was, uh, I was, I, I actually, fun fact, I got these for Dana because when, when she was like, it's, oh, I can drink again finally, you know, after baby and all that stuff. She was like, pick out stuff I like. So I got her a couple of these, and <laughs> she ended up drinking one and was like, ooh, too sweet, too sweet. So, mm. um, but uh, that was, I don't remember what one that one was, but it wasn't this one. This one I've never had before. So at least I don't think I've had it. If I did, it was a long time ago. So basically, haven't had it. Um, but I'm pretty excited. Uh, I, I mean, I remember these being so. So good. Uh, I back, I love back in the day. I, I love Austin East Cider. They're, it's um, really. It's just are they really from good. Austin, Texas? They are from Austin, Texas. Their tap their tap room or brewery is this like giant warehouse that's painted all in like I wouldn't call it cowboy like Dallas cowboy blue like it's a little bit lighter than that. Um, and it's just it's just a fun random like Texas style cidery. It's a great place to go grab a drink. So we'll make something Texas style. As someone who's never been to the the, the Great Lone Star State myself, it's it's like it's southern. It's very it's very western. I guess that's that's probably the best way to 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 describe it as Texas style. Is it's it's south meets west. Okay, so there's like uh, tumbleweeds rolling around and banjos and, and banjos. <laughs> With you know, with like saloon doors and that type of stuff, I, there were no saloon doors there, so th- I guess that kind of takes that away. But it it's just a, it's a very cool tap room. It's not anything like you would see up in the Northeast. I don't know what what the breweries are like in Montana, but it's not like it's not like going to like Treehouse where it's very commercialized and it's you know it's it's building multi million dollar building that they built for the brewery. It's literally a warehouse that they turned into a cidery. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. that reminds me of like coworkers were telling me about what shiner the brewer shiner brewery used to be like back in the 90s and uh it sounds a lot like what you're describing i have not been to shiner brewery but i've heard that it's an experience okay we'll have to talk about that on a future episode or something (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have to make a plan to go cidery thing um because i know we mentioned down east just a few minutes ago but um I actually went to their Boston location. That's basically what it was. Was just a big warehouse. Like that was it. <laughs> it, it and up in up in Vermont, Woodchuck is kind of kind of similar. I mean, it's a little bit more built out, but it's 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 not at the same time. Huh, nice. Well, anyways, uh, got it got it poured into my improper glassware. I guess as we learned, it's not a flute, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, this is this does look a little darkish, brownish. I don't know. Maybe I call it a golden straw. Bit. I don't know. I think we're in Cider Town. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going. Like I think a, we're in, uh, we're in Cider Town. That looks like, you know, middle 20, maybe 15 SRM. I don't know. That's going off memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it looks like it's got a little bit of haze. It does, haze actually. Boy, right? Yeah, it does have a little bit of haze to it. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, pretty excited about this. Uh, I, ha- I don't I don't drink a lot of ciders, really. I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of y'all, but I don't, I don't think we all do. I, I don't remember talking about cider. Yeah, a ton, it's very but... much a seasonal thing for me. It's right. like I kind of, I kind of every year I get my fix, and then I'm good for the next. It's like turkey, you know. You have turkey once a year, <laughs> <laughs> maybe twice if you do it on Christmas. You know? Right. If you're one of those weirdos, uh. I tend to like <laughs> drinking it whenever, whenever the mood strikes me throughout the year. Just you know, a little bit. It's just different. I mean, every once in a while you get a little bit sick of drinking beer, as as we know, because I'm taking a month off of drinking beer. But you know, it's never bad to have an apple cider. No, no. And if there was a cidery near me that was 
that was solid. I'd probably v- frequent it, you know. Especially I know because your your wife is likes cider a lot more than beer. It's fair to say, right? Right. Yes. Yes. It's like <laughs> wine, cider, and then beer. <laughs> um, there is a really good one in Black Mountain, North Carolina, that we went to. It was a cider and meadery. It was awesome. Very good. Um, I think it's, it's just called Black Mountain Ciders. I think, but very good. If you're ever in the area, on your way to Asheville stop by yeah so, i mean and no one is saying that we can only have one cider on during cider week you know if you did want to bring it back on the show i wouldn't in november i wouldn't stop you. no nope, it's over <laughs> no, it's only, it's, this is it this is the one cider a, year the one allowed. time you get a year yeah if, okay. if i catch either one of you drinking cider I bring a cider on the show <laughs> ending the skype call <laughs> hanging it's, up it's over it's over uh <laughs> So on the nose, it's uh, it actually smells smells a little bitter. Not like not like too too bad, but definitely got like some 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 bitterness to it. Um, uh, I don't know what else. I don't know what else it smells like. Apples, feet, fermented apples, <laughs> fermented maybe? apples, maybe. <laughs> uh, so let's see what the mouth smell tastes like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I find it's really hard to describe the fl- the the aromas unless it's barrel aged or fruited or something. If it's just like a regular apple cider, it's like. It smells, smells like apple like, cider. Yeah, right. Smells like apples. There, <laughs> oh, there'd be apple apples like. in this drink. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. It's very, I mean, it does have a little bit of a bite. It's like starts off with sweetness and ends in a bite. Um, it's definitely like the sweetness. I definitely can pick up more of the orange than on the back end. I think. Hold on. Let me try again. Hmm. It's really, it's really odd. It's a really odd uh, combination of flavors. I like I'm I'm having a, I'm having a trouble differentiating <laughs> where the orange ends and the apple begins. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but Well, um, I feel like with blood oranges, they are very bitter and they are very sweet. Both it's yeah. kind of like a sweet and bitter at the same time, like a grapefruit. Um Right. So Maybe that's a good Are you comparison. So it sounds like you're getting both of those things in where you're getting the bitterness and the sweetness. Yeah, I de- it definitely like when it first hits you it's it's sweet and you get like I don't know some of like I guess grapefruity-ish kind of flavors and then it immediately jumps to some bitterness at the end and I I don't I don't in between those two things I can't. <laughs> it's Okay, not- well, here's a here's a question on fruits for you guys have both of you ever eaten a blood orange before? I was actually just going to say, fun fact, out of all the fruits that I've gone on eating, I've never had a blood orange. No, I, no I've only had a, I've only had blood orange in beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're hard to find. I think they're really seasonal, mm-hmm. um, but I have had one, and that was my experience. It was like, flavor-wise, a kind of a cross between an orange and a grapefruit where it was sweet but bitter. Mm. Is that enjoyable? I, mean, I like eating grapefruit. So yeah, I like pe- grapefruit, people too. Don't like, people find that kind of bitter, so... But it's, I mean, it's good. Um, I don't know if it's just because of the way it is or, um, but it it almost, it tastes less carbonated than it should, which is, I don't know if that's a cider thing or if that's just this this particular cider, but it almost tastes like, like it, on on the, uh, the, the, the carbonation scale. The bubble scale. The bubble scale. On the bubble scale, where zero is water and <laughs> 10 is, 10 is carbonated. And five is juice. I don't know if that's right, but um, where does champagne like, fall on this? Because I champagne. feel like a lot of champagne and, and cider, carbonated cider. I feel like the bubble profile is kind of similar. Oh, see, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't like champagne bubbly. Okay, it's yeah. way less bubbly. Than way champagne. less bubbly than champagne. Yeah. Like if I didn't just open the can, I would say this is like going flat. Like that's what. Okay. I'm, which is kind of weird. It's not what I expected, but it's not bad. Um, probably not my favorite offering from these guys i know that i like their original i know they have like a dry they have they have some other fruited ones i think they have like a watermelon that we've had i think um they have a lot of different flavors from austin east ciders but uh it's not bad i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it three and a half i mean it's enjoyable dana sounds like gave it a little less three and a half well (laughs) so she gave it to you yeah well dana likes she likes very dry ciders very dry whereas i enjoy more sweet and like that's how i am with wine too like i prefer like a sweeter wine to like a a dry wine and never a red wine it tastes like poop but okay that's um, an interesting way of describing red wine yeah i mean like like just but anyways <laughs> this is, i think this you just lost a lot of credibility with our listeners this isn't Some wine week our... okay that's fair <laughs> 
but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Well, when would Wine Week be? Easter? I don't know. Ah, that's a good uh, question. We should do one. I think we have to do a I guess wine so. week now. I mean, it got the alliteration. <laughs> well, I mean, when did probably around Easter? Maybe sometime during yeah, Lent. Yeah, you know, Good Friday, last like water, supper. water and a wine, sure. you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, fun fact: before we get into the the guessing game here, you've had this before. Have I really? Okay, you have. You what? checked it in back on May thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Aha, uh-huh. that explains why I did not remember it. You ha- so, I believe, because according to, to your check-in, you had it at Rentschler Field. Therefore, it was during oh. the Rising Point Beer Festival. Okay. That explains why I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, okay, oh. what, I don't know if I want to know what I rated it back then. Um, maybe well, I was going to ask, would so you like to take it? I'll do the guess. We'll do the guess first, and then tell me what what I used to think of it. So. Okay. So, out of twenty thousand check-ins, oh, goodness gracious. Okay. What do you think wow. the untapped diverse thinks of this cider? Three point six two. Lock it in. Boom. So, out of twenty thousand check-ins, the untapped diverse thinks that it is a three point six nine. Damn it! No, I should. Why didn't I say six nine? Oh. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I, th- I thought if there was ever a time that we were going to get this. When you said three point six, and I was like, "Oh, we're g- I'm going to be able to play a sound clip now, Finally. a special Damn. sound clip." Okay, well, I was off. <laughs> uh, okay, so what did what did what did semi drunk past me think of this? Oh no, I I have to imagine that if we were in the the cider tasting phase, we were well past <laughs> partially drunk. <laughs> yeah, I believe this is the last the last um, Rising Pint Festival that both you and Obert attended. I, th- I think it's. Yep. Is it the only one I've yeah. been to? Did I only go to one? I don't remember. I don't, did you go to one or two? I don't remember. Well, I moved away in 2018, so yeah, but so, before well, you moved in, in March, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so consistency pays off because you also rated this a 3.5. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Just like it you says it here pairs pairs well with cinnamon whiskey. Oh, <laughs> Chris's, Chris's comment on the check-in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Tud, what's your offering to Cider Week? The Cider Gods. That has a pumpkin on it. It does have New a pumpkin England on it. New England Cider Co. New England Cider Co. Pumpkin. That is the name of the cider. Um, <laughs> On the can, there's a little sweet to, to dry scale and there's five little dots uh, that, that range from dry to sweet and this one comes as a four out of five on sweetness so yeah, it's not as sweet pumpkin, as it goes i imagine yeah mm. um so this this cider comes to me from wallingford connecticut and on the back it says uh blended with pumpkin puree pumpkin stands as new england cider company's classic seasonal hard apple cider a crisp semi-sweet cider blended with real apple juice pumpkin puree and pumpkin spice Close your eyes and take a sip and experience autumn in a can. This cider contains no artificial sweeteners and is made to be light and drinkable with a great pumpkin flavor. Then I was supposed to enjoy with friends, so I decided to bring it to the podcast and share it with, there we go. with you guys. That's a good idea. Friends, I have some of those on my computer. <laughs> I do. So let's uh let's pop this open. So this is one of the cideries that I was talking about before with Connecticut having some great cideries. The other big one that I really or the other two big ones that I really like in Connecticut. Our spoken spy out of Middletown, which I think we've all had. Is that in, had is it. that in the same building as Stubborn Beauty? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then there's uh, Stafford Cidery out of Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Um, you wouldn't know listeners from Connecticut. You wouldn't know them as Stafford Cidery though. They're responsible for the crazy cock ciders that are found all over the state. Um, where it has like the rooster on it as its as its logo, but for whatever reason, Stafford Cidery brands all their ciders as Crazy Cock. Good marketing, hmm. I guess. Interesting. So, looking at this cider, um, go head over to Instagram if you'd like to see mine. My beer or my cider will be in the main beer company glass. Um, it's very clear. It's very yellowy, as Ned Flanders would say. This almost looks like an apple juice versus an apple cider. Um, definitely has some carbonation to it. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a lot like mine did, where it looks like a white wine. I know. Carbonated. Yeah. You guys are proving Ned Flanders wrong. Well, he did say there were exceptions. We didn't get to hear him. So right, that's true. We're assuming that your two are the exceptions. Right. <laughs> so on the nose, 
smells like apples with but, with but, some uh with some pumpkiny spice spices mixed in some I'm gonna say cinnamon because I don't know what nut what nutmeg smells like but it definitely smells cinnamony 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 um I guess no I mean the other flavor I guess would be nutmeg that I'm smelling I'm I'm not sure is cumin a thing no cumin's not a no. Cumin is a th- it is a thing. Cumin like cumin smells like chili to me. Yeah, that's oh, okay. what I think of. It's not a pumpkin spice, right? No, 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 no. No, pumpkin spice right, is think, it's like its own thing. It's like pumpkin I think I'm gonna, spice. I think I'm gonna label this as just it smells like pumpkin. That's fair. There you go. Pump, not pumpkin the fruit, pumpkin the flavor. Pumpkin the flavor, correct. Yeah. It smells like a like smells like there's apple and pumpkin pie mixed into my glass. Yeah, this is it like, smell like a... you. It doesn't smell like you stuck your head into a pumpkin while you're in the middle of carving it. No, no, right. This is like such a tud thing to do. Like knowing that we're, of course, going to do pumpkin beers in a few weeks. He brings a pumpkin cider to Cider Week. <laughs> Listen, tud, it's, tud he's loves a big his pumpkin, pumpkin fan. He loves his pumpkin. I know he does. It's, he's, and a, it's, he's basic. What can we say? Yeah, it's fall time here. This is this episode is is coming out after it's already fall. It's time to do pumpkin things. It's time. To PSLs, PSLs in the morning. PSLs in the evening. PSLs at bedtime. I'm not sleeping anymore for the entire fall because I'm drinking coffee all the time. Well, you got to come down with the pumpkin cider. That's right. You, that's how I go to bed. I drink enough pumpkin cider. You take the edge off. To, right. to fall asleep. <laughs> all right. So let's taste this thing. It is very sweet, but in a good way. Kind of like a like an empire-ish apple type sweet, if that makes like sense. Like a four dots out of five sweetness. Mm. Right. It's Yeah. It's not, it's not blast you in the face like sweet like oh my god it's hurting my teeth but it is it's good it tastes like i'm actually like eating like an like this is a really good apple like it, that's what it tastes like the the pumpkin flavor and you know i'm gonna pour the rest of the can in this glass now that i've drank a little bit of it but it's it's very subtle it's there it sounds like you're getting a lot of the pumpkin spices they put in and the pumpkin puree does almost nothing correct yeah i'm not getting any any pumpkin puree i do get like I get a lot of the cinnamon essence, I guess. It's the pumpkin spice essence is what I'm calling it, but it tastes like cinnamon. It tastes like I'm yeah. really... There's apple, and then there's cinnamon, and that's what I'm drinking. There's not a lot of pumpkin in here, which is upsetting because I was looking forward to the pumpkin. Um, But that's okay because it's still... It tastes, it tastes good, but it's not... I wouldn't call this pumpkin in a glass like this can advertised. Would I go... <laughs> Would I go buy it again? Sure, because it's a very good, it's a very, this is a very fall tasting cider, but it's not a pumpkin cider, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. So I I actually, up until I saw this, had never heard of New England Cider Company either. Um, it's part of the reason I bought it. I, part of the reason also is that there's a giant pumpkin on the front of the can. Mm. But I was like, oh, I've never heard of this cidery. I saw, I, you know, I... Looked at the can. It said Connecticut's hard cider. I flipped it around. And I was like, "Well, where is this made in?" And it's. I saw Wallingford, Connecticut. And I was like, "Oh, I've you know, fun fact. I've never been to Wallingford in my life. So I wanted to at least try something from Wallingford as far as a beer goes. Because I, I don't know if there's any breweries in Water, Wallingford either. Overall, pretty good. How how would you? You've never been. <laughs> it's, it's never been. It's never been on my list of things to do. Is go to Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh no, but overall, solid cider. Um, I still think I like Crazy Cock and Spoken Spy a little bit better, but but this is really good. I mean, like I said, if between the three, as far as big Connecticut cideries go, it's right up there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a cider cider connoisseur yet in the state, but but I'll get there. Don't worry, unta- or don't worry, listeners. Um, <laughs> I'll let you guys know my full review of Connecticut ciders next year on Cider Week. Very um, cool. I will give this on the cider scale. I'll probably give it a 4.0. It's it's very good. It's solid. Tastes like it tastes like what I would expect a cider to taste like. It's at 5.2%. There's you know, there's no hint of booze. Um it's just a smooth drinker. I could I mean, in all honesty, I could chug it. It just it tastes like apple cider to with me. a little bit of cinnamon. With a little bit of cinnamon. But most ciders it have It sounds a more bit. like apple pie than pumpkin pie. It kind of is more apple pie. Apple crisp maybe. If it was if this was warm, I might take one of these cans and like leave it out and then pour it into like a pot and heat it up because I'm kind of curious to know. Kind of curious to know if it would taste good and p- potentially even take another can and like French press it with maybe some pumpkin puree and some cinnamon sticks and see how that comes out too. 
really see if mm. you can inject some more cinnamon into it. I mean, some more pumpkin into it. Correct. Right. Might just take a piece of pumpkin pie, shove it in the bottom <laughs> of the <laughs> of the the coffee uh, press, and just see if I can get that in there. There you go. There you go. So out of three hundred and sixty-one check-ins on Untapped, what do you think pumpkin is rated? It's good. Three point nine two. Too high. Nope. It's got to be too, too high. high. Too low. Too low. Ooh. Too low. This is a very high rating. I was not expecting this. 4.17. Hot wow. damn. It is a good... I mean, like I said, it's a good cider. Right. I didn't Actually, expect people to be that crazy, but... I have a I have an un, untapped friend uh, who... Gave it a four point six. Damn so that new Untapped. The, the, yeah, they got the they got the the official Untapped. They also have had like I think like five thousand beers or something. Almost six thousand. So beers. you know their so. their their rating is are pretty legitimate. I mean, if you have five, if you have six thousand beers, I I tend to trust your Test, rating. Yeah. Take your word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like so apparently is very well liked. Well, now that I'm done with my review, Obert, you had mentioned some some interesting cider facts that you had, and so yeah, you know. And um, I think I'm going to keep it a little short this year, save some for Cider Week 2021, because <laughs> we are running a little long here. But um, I already told you about this whole spitters thing. That was uh-huh. pretty good. Um, so here's some here's some, some facts out there that um, you may or may not know about cider. Uh, there's over 10,000 different varieties of apples that are used to make cider. Uh, okay. And only Americans feel the need to call it hard cider. Everywhere in the, else in the world just calls it cider because alcohol naturally forms in cider as it ferments. So everywhere else, you just get a cider. You don't have to. There's no hard cider. It's all hard cider. So if you leave cider in your fridge long enough, will it eventually? It'll eventually just turn in the hard cider. Well, this is something I didn't get a chance to research before the show, but they must remove the alcohol from non-alcoholic cider. Because it's a naturally forming. It's like non-alcoholic beer. It's got to be this. Whatever they do to make non-alcoholic beer is the same thing they got to do to make non-alcoholic cider. Um, you think it's is it the pasteurization process that probably kills off the? Well, booze? no, because you. I think you have to evaporate out the alcohol. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but hmm. uh, um, it, it won't ferment in your fridge unless you basically because it's at the wrong temperature and. The yeast is probably dead, and there's not a lot of ton of fermentable sugars at that point. But if you so, pitched it with yeast and added some finishing sugar, I was just could, gonna say, yeah, could I could I throw it in a in a carboy and add some yeast and stand yeah, back and I watch? I bet you could. I bet you could. <laughs> if you were like 20 years old and desperate to drink alcohol and didn't have any 21 year old friends, <laughs> you could ferment your own cider at home. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, this is one that throw back to the early to the beginning of the podcast. Apples are originally from Kazakhstan, hmm. so now we know that's that's where they were from. Wow, wow, is very nice. <laughs> was Bor- uh, was here's Borat a- from Kazakhstan? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Their the biggest here- their biggest export is is potassium. <laughs> here's another one that I should have done read you earlier. The first apple presses were reworked olive presses, courtesy of the ancient Romans. Oh, interesting. So okay. ever since they've had olive oil back in ancient Rome, we've had apple cider. So, so, so no, the Romans found no apples in Kazakhstan and said, the, apples, the Romans found apples in Kazakhstan and said, you know what we can do with this? Oh, we Get know. drunk. Mush them and make them into alcohol. <laughs> yep. um, here's a fun quote from founding father Benjamin Franklin. He says, it's bad to eat apples. It's better to turn them all into cider. So <laughs> famous drinker Ben Franklin left us so, with that quote. So Ben Franklin was not a subscriber of an apple a day keeps a doctor away. He was, screw that, turn the apples into cider, and let's just get That's drunk. Right. I mean, That's I, right. I like to think of it as he's having alternative methods to have your apple to keep the doctor away. He's just got a know? different intake method. Exactly. Same apple, yep. just <laughs> just you know, liquefied and alcoholified. Yeah, exactly. And so I'll leave us all with this one. At one point in the 1800s, the average resident of Massachusetts was consuming 35 gallons of cider a year. So wow, definitely wow. a New England tradition we've had. Um, all hard cider in that situation, or was that cider oh, just yeah. in general? No, I I mean originally apples were basically the 
the easiest way to get to make alcohol around the country. So they found out that they could grow them pretty well in Massachusetts, and that's how they got drunk. I mean, huh. I don't know where we compare in terms of gallons of beer a year that we drink. Ooh, I don't want to know how many gallons. It's a number that I don't. Yeah, yeah, but thirty-five is <laughs> a lot, right? Thirty-five is a half gallon a week, which is really four beers. Yeah. No, so well, let's not think about this yeah, too much. No, <laughs> I don't want to know. We don't want to know this. No. Like. <laughs> my so, my miles I, per gallon is crap. I'm telling you that. If I were a car that ran on beer, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so b- going back to that, before beer, so like when you look back at like old picture, old timey pictures and stuff, and you know the videos from like the 1700s when they're sitting around and they're they're drinking in a tavern, are they drinking cider or are they drinking beer? Mm. You mean when we go back to the footage of of George Washington? Right, like when he's like sitting right. in Boston, you know, at, at we the go Bell back, and, we roll the tape at the Bell in Hand, and yeah. you're rolling the tape. Is he drinking beer or is he drinking? There's a good cider? chance that uh, you know, down he was drinking cider or or wine. I guess in in Virginia they had a lot of wine down there. So mm. that's a good point. Yeah. Interesting. Well, some fun, fun facts. cider facts. Fun cider. I saved some more ones for next year. <laughs> Um, next cider well, week. Next cider week, we'll repeat the same facts because we forgot which ones we did this year. <laughs> so, real fast, what's what's y'all's favorite apple? I mentioned Pink Lady. That's a solid one. Jazz, mm. another good one. I like. I like. I like trying the new ones that come out with every year. Every year, I see these fa- these crazy, ridiculous apple names, and I'm like, I gotta try mm. at least one of these these weird apples. Fuji, another Fuji's classic. I like another Fuji. New classics, I should say. I think say. my two or my few favorites are would be Fuji, Empire Apple. I'm a big fan of Empire. Get out of here with this 20th century apple baloney. <laughs> Nobody likes Dude, empires. Ha- no, empires are delicious. Macintosh okay. suck. Maybe I gotta. Maybe I gotta try it. Again. Empire apples are yeah. delicious. Um, I also like like I like the like the Granny Smiths, and I like the uh, the Golden Delicious as well too. I like the different colors. Mm. Hmm. Granny Smith, you. A really hit or miss. You got to get Granny a good Smiths one. Granny Smiths are the best baking app. You got to get a. You got to get either a, a nice sour one or don't give me a Granny Smith at all. Give me a four on yeah, the I sour thought, scale, not the seven. I thought Macintosh is for the best baking. They're apples. they're both the best. They're yeah, up there. I generally go with Granny Smith, yeah. but it really. I mean, they're almost interchangeable sometimes. As so. we've established at the beginning of this podcast, we are not fruitologists no. or biologists. <laughs> nope. Um, but how about you? What do you, what's your favorite? I'm a gala fan. Gala. I like galas. Gala's a solid yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fuji's are good too. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'll mess around. I'll mess around with Fuji, but yeah. How about so. Honeycrisp? Too sweet or you, you're on board? Mm, I, I've messed around with Honeycrisp. I, I, I don't know. I, I generally like the sweeter apples. I like most like apples oh. except for Macintosh. Those suck. And Red Delicious. <laughs> See, I, I'd mess around with the Red Delicious. No. I, 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 got, nothing, I got nothing against They're that. They're so chalky. I'll say I, I, it's been a long time since I've had a red delicious. Yeah, they're apple, like mealy almost. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm misremembering. Very. I guess mealy is the term. It's just, they're just. Ugh. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go get one now. I'm like I haven't had one in such a long an time. apple. Is no, that no, 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 getting have, an I, apple? <laughs> I have apples okay. all the time. But <laughs> I'm drinking but, one right now. Uh, ben Franklin would be proud. I have, I have. We just bought two bags of apples. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the thing. If you have. Kids, mm-hmm. they, especially they go kids. Nuts over. <laughs> apples are delicious. I go nuts over like, apples. CJ he gets so excited when he sees an. I'm apple. going apple picking this apples? weekend. Apples, nanas. Apples, nanas. Have so, you taken CJ apple picking yet? No, we have. No, there's not, probably haven't. not around none around you. There's there's a few, there's some, but they're not as prevalent as up north. So actually, you know mm. what? I think we did, but he was like, Too no, young. maybe not. Hmm, maybe not. I thought I thought we did, but maybe we just went when he was almost born. I don't remember. Because I was like, we wouldn't have went in December. That's not when Apple's yeah. <laughs> especially on the, Especially when he was born, because it was oh, cold, cold as hell. So cold. Like, yeah, negative, so cold. what was it? It was, it was like the longest was like streak the, of like negative weather ever, right? Yeah, it was like negative was, 10 or 12 or something. I like was, was standing ridiculous. in line outside of Treehouse the day after CJ was born. I, and uh, I went to Treehouse the day he I, was born. I forgot about 
how cold it was. So I forgot about that until you mentioned that because it was like that was cold. And before they open, you're standing in the shade, and it's like this sucks. We, yeah. It's just cold and windy. It was it was so cold that even inside the hospital, I couldn't sit next to the window with him because it was too cold for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> we we went and visited you guys in the hospital, and then from mm. the hospital, we left and drove to Treehouse. That's how you got mm. the the haze can that you have that has his birthday yep. on it. Still sit, still sitting up there. <laughs> Still sitting up there, yeah. Fun fact: some of those catharsises still exist. They're they're porters; they last forever. Oh, I was gonna say from from yeah, they, but they're porters, so they're good. Yeah. yeah All right. Weird. So with that, it's time we uh, take down our frosty mug of wisdom, our cider edition this week. We fill it with with wisdomy wisdom, handles of wisdom, things we love, adore, uh, advice, that kind of thing. Oh, and so with that. Yeah. Hit it, Jordan. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom. <laughs> All right. So Thank good. you, as always, to Jordan for gracing us with that song. I know, right? Best part um, of the podcast. It 100 <laughs> is. So Chris again, man of the people, two weeks in a row. That's right, man of the people. Let's go. I'm, I'm just so good. I'm so in tune with what the people are. Yes, um, yes, you are. So I'm who's going first this week? Uh, I'm gonna defer this week. I'm going to let Tud go first. Perfect. Kicking it off to Tud. So, in the theme of Apple Week, I know we've talked about this podcast before on the podcast, and so this is not a recommendation of a podcast. It's a recommendation of one episode of a podcast, and it's episode number six hundred and twenty-seven called "The Miracle Apple." by Planet Money, which is where they talk about how apples for, for a long time and basically forever were the the disgusting red delicious apples that we had just we were just talking about. Yeah. And then yeah. During the sixties and seventies, the world changed when they decided that they could sell apples for a profit as long as they tasted good. And so that's where we get the the gym the, you know, the genetically bred apples that we have today. And it goes all the way up to like Fuji and Pink Lady and all that. It's a, it's a well worth a listen. It's probably about a half hour long. Um, So once this episode is done, and after you've listened to this episode again for the second time, mm-hmm. hop on over it, to Planet Money. It. Yes, correct. Hop over to Planet Money, episode 627, and listen to The Miracle Apple. Back when they were numbering their episodes. Correct. Yeah, that is a solid episode. I can... I can cheers that that handle for sure interesting um so i guess i I guess chris is deferred to the end right yes yes all right you want second period (laughs) third period period. (laughs) so i will hand the mug over to obert okay i have uh one of our old standbys netflix show can't go wrong with them right um this is one i don't know if you guys have seen it before you guys watched cobra kai on netflix of course it's the story of um the Karate Kid, uh, with the same actors who played Daniel and Johnny. I think that's the, the other guys. Yeah. The same actors who played Daniel and Johnny, basically the main protagonist and antagonist of The Karate Kid. Um, but it's, it's set in today's world. Like I said, they're the same actors. Um, and it kind of leads you down to the same, okay, that tournament changed their lives. And Danny is... Uh, the super successful car salesman owns car dealerships, whereas Johnny, ever since that humiliating loss, um, his life has just been shit. And um, long story short, it's called Cobra Kai because Johnny, who's kind of our anti-hero, you could say, decides to restart the Cobra Kai karate gym. And um, it's a lot of throwbacks to the original movie. It's If you're a fan of 80s culture at all, you're going to like it. And it's it involves basically their teenage kids. So it's got a lot of that uh, fun for the whole family feel of, you know, if, if it's good if you're a you know, teenager, you can relate to these kids in high school. Anybody can really enjoy this, this show. Season two just came out. 
Um, I just started season two. Solid. Season one was great. Couldn't put it down. So um, it is very hokey. Um, and and all the good, yeah, all the good ways. Definitely cheesy. Definitely and cheesy. Yeah. It should be pointed out that that Johnny in this in Cobra Kai is the main character. Um, right. He's the right. If anybody's ever watched How I Met Your Mother, you know how Barney always thought that Johnny was. Yeah, the, the innocent one. <laughs> yes, he he was well, the this, hero. Yeah, he's. I was gonna say that too, because yeah, he's like if you if you watch that move that movie from the perspective of Johnny, he just gets totally. He's not inherently evil. He just gets screwed basically by all by all these circumstances, and so that's why I said it's, he's kind of the anti-hero of the story, and it's it's a fun take on. Yeah, it. exactly. So go watch it. It's quick. It's easy. It's an easy watch. It's great. I like how Ted and I are just recommending things we both like. To We're good. <laughs> like, You've seen this? Yeah. You listen to this? Yeah. Everybody else should too. <laughs> nice. Hey, we're really just trying to help out Chris because he never watches anything new. Yep. That's actually true. Yeah. yeah. We were actually talking about uh, the drive up to Connecticut that we're going to be taking. And uh, um, Dana was like, oh, I could I, I could re-listen to either the King Killer Chronicles or Game of Thrones on the way up. And I was like, well... I've never listened to uh, Game of Thrones. So I was like, I could re-listen to King Killer Chronicles. She's like, you never listen yeah. to anything now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So uh, You're like, I found a thing I like. I'm going to enjoy that. Exactly. I already know I like it. Why Why be disappointed? Listen, if no, it's anything listen to like Game Season of Thrones. 8, then I don't want to listen to Game, Game of Thrones. It's Spoilers. It's not anything like Season 8. No, that's what I. that's what it's based off of, right? It's... It's I, so I, much better. Chris, can't put it up any longer. Oh, no. Frosty Mug, fill it up for us. What do you got? Okay, so this is a, a handy-dandy kitchen gadget um, that I've received a while ago, a long time a ago. A spoon. From my, a spoon, yes. It's for eating soup and liquid and stuff. And tables. And tables. <laughs> and teas. Um, no. And it, it actually goes with the theme because, as y'all know, I'm a baker, so... Uh, if you've ever tried to bake anything with an with an apple, you're like, oh, I gotta peel it, and I gotta take the core out, and I gotta cut it. It's it's basically the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Um, well, this is an apple peeler and decorer, um, which is essentially just this little like spinny roundy thing that you stick the apple on, and it kind of when you do the thing, when you spin the thingy, it it's like a lathe for apples. Spin the knob. No, it's it's a handle. You turn handle. crank the handle. You crank the handle. You Not know, on our frosty it, it, mug, but on your handle. Exactly. The handle's handle. <laughs> and it feeds it through a decor and a blade that uh that peels it. So um by the time you get it's it's by the time you're finished, you have uh basically like a like a apple slinky almost. Um that you can just hack in half and then boom there you go you got nice thinly sliced apple pieces um you can use it for literally anything you use an apple you you want to bake an apple um i mean it has revolutionized the way i make apple pie because man i tell you you don't think like like peeling and cutting and decoring like eight apples is like it's basically all day might as well black out your entire day that's all you're doing but it's it's it, i mean i think for it's relatively inexpensive if you bake semi-regularly um definitely something that i am glad i have and will continue to use until it breaks so um and i don't think they're that expensive i, I just want to chime in and say i did not get the memo that we were all doing apple handles this week i i missed that one i totally <laughs> it's apple week man it is apple, it is week. apple week i know i should have i should have really dug deep for an apple handle but uh well think think back in cobra kai at all does he like hit an apple off someone's head well, or something i'm like thinking that? of like a chris a chris level handle and i can recommend my apple phone if anyone has looking for a cell phone <laughs> i recommend an iphone well don't you have like a apple makes these don't phones. you have like a grocery app that'll deliver you apples to your door Ooh, yes <laughs> apple-y <laughs> Postmate. I wish I had one. Postmates. They'll deliver things to your door, like apples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, first, we're going to thank the cideries who provided today's ciders that we had. So I will go first with thanking New England Cider Company for their pumpkin hard cider. I would like to thank Austin East Ciders 
for their blood orange cider. And I want to thank Western Cider for their ranch hand hard cider. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast on all social media platforms. Um, also make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Um, still looking for emails about, you know, anything you're doing that day. Obert's still looking for suggestions for breweries to hit as he's driving across the country. And you know what? I, I think that, uh, Chris might be looking for some recommendations for breweries to hit as he drives up from North Carolina yeah. to Connecticut. Let's go. So about eight hours in people. So eight hours from, you know, Charlotte to to Connecticut, to Hartford, Connecticut, you you tell us what good breweries are in that area, and uh, maybe maybe Chris will hit him up with his litany of children. So many kids. <laughs> um, also, make sure that you head over to iTunes and leave us a five star rating. Uh, that's just really helpful, and make sure that you're telling everybody you know about this podcast. If you know somebody who doesn't drink beer, but you know somebody who drinks cider, send them to this podcast. If you know somebody who doesn't drink either one of them, but they drink wine, we've done wine. Send them over. Or if you know somebody who just drinks, they're just straight up just a booze hound. Send them over here. We reviewed whiskey two weeks ago. Just add that stuff in. We're, we're trying to do a little bit more hard stuff too, or more cocktails. So even if you're not a beer fan or a cider fan or a wine fan, tell your people. And so with that, my name's Ted. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Apple iPad could have been a handle. That would have been a good one. It's like a bigger iPhone. Apple MacBook. Yeah. And we talk about how Macintosh is too hard. Still. Apple AirPods. Yeah, I don't have any of those. So I can't. I can't Your handle could have just been like Apple Crisp and Apple Pie. I, like I said, I didn't get the memo. I thought about Apple Pie. I like your. I like the one you went with better. Because anybody can look up recipes for Apple Pie. But you basically said, what's the key to making an Apple Pie is this guy.